0: In the cross of Christ I glory. There were many, many pictures from New York City in the year of 2001. And most of these were heart rendering. We saw pictures of firefighters running into the doomed World Trade Towers while everyone else was trying to get out. We saw panic-stricken people leaning far out of the skyscraped windows, hundreds of feet above the streets below, being forced out of their offices by the shearing heat of fire. We saw hundreds of frightened people running down the streets of Manhattan pursued by the enormous looming cloud of destruction that spewed from the collapse of the towers. There was a picture published in many newspapers that seemed to sum all this up. All the fear and the shock and the destruction of September 11. It was a photo taken of one of the towers shortly after the Boeing 757 plunged into its side. There were pitch black plumes of smoke that poured upward out of the windows and up the side of the tower. And if you looked carefully, you could see in the roiling cloud a face, a face that was grim, a face that was dark, A face that was threatening and almost seeming to smile in ghastly satisfaction. Of course, the paper seized upon this photo and announced that the face was of Satan himself. As a result, many people are convinced that the devil appeared on the side of the tower to show his triumph over a plan that worked out exceedingly well. I understand why so many people recognize the face of the evil one in the smoke. They recognize that a great profound act of evil had occurred. After all, over 3,000 people are known to have perished, thousands wounded, and many, many thousands more are wounded in their hearts. They are grieving loved ones lost or seriously hurt. And all of us wake up every morning to a different sort of America. An America that must now worry about an enemy who attacks in the darkness, an enemy who enjoys the fear and the pain and the despair of others, and the enemy that lives among us to this day. So while the face in the smoke cloud was not the devil himself, the image reminded us all that the evil one had accomplished a great conspiracy that day. I think that on that terrible Tuesday, we witnessed another revelation of the nature of evil. Evil destroys life. It pollutes relationships. It hurts in the darkness. It feeds on anger and selfishness. We will never forget the picture of evil, of those planes ramming into the side of the World Trade Center. And from now on, that picture will endure as an image of evil and wickedness, standing for once right out in the open. But there was another picture This one did not get much attention because it was more difficult to make it out. At the bottom of the photo was the high pile of rubble with dozens of rescue workers bravely attempting to find and free those who might be trapped. At the center is the American flag that had been unfurled in honor of the fallen. And at the top Of the photo high above in the wreckage of the building number seven, there was an upright steel girder tilting toward the right. Across this girder toward the top was a fragment of a horizontal beam. If you look carefully, even today, you can just make out the shape of the cross. What a difference there is between these two images. In one, there is fear and despair. In the other, there is courage and hope. In one, there is a hidden dark conspiracy. In the other, there is light, openness, and salvation. Let us pay more attention to this image, the sign of the cross. In fact, let us elevate the cross in our hearts so that this sign will draw our complete attention. In the epistle reading for today, we read and heard much of the same thing as Paul wrote these words in his letter to the Galatians. Far be it from me to glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. In these beautiful words, St. Paul testifies that there is only one source of true confidence in this world. Where in this life can you find true refuge and safety? Where can you find true hope? Where is strength and power? Where is victory and courage? Far be it from me to glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, St. Paul tells us again. In other words... He glories in nothing else except the cross. He places his trust and confidence in nothing else than what the cross signifies. While the world might glory in riches and fame, while it might place its confidence in military might or economic strength or political awareness, the Christian, the Christian, Like Saint Paul, glory is only in the cross of Christ. The cross alone is a sure foundation. Amidst all the hopes and dreams of our society, the cross alone will never let you down. For the cross is a sign of salvation, a sign of hope, and a sign of glory, and a sign of the resurrection. It is a majestic sign of victory for the church the people of God, and it is a sign of defeat for the prideful powers of darkness. It is a sign of destruction to sin and passion, but it is a sign of life and healing to those who repent and seek first the kingdom of heaven. By the cross, Christ our God gave his life for the world. By the cross, Our loving Savior restored human life to what it was meant to be, a life full of communion with God, a life full of peace and grace with God, a life of holiness and unity with God. By the cross, our good shepherd rescued us lost sheep who had gone away. And by the cross, our... Lord Jesus Christ utterly destroyed the authority of the evil one, Satan, over our souls. One of our saints, Saint Athanasius, said that Christ was crucified on Golgotha for all the universe to see. The great saint taught that Christ was lifted up into the air so that the powers of darkness would see the sign of their own destruction. And Christ himself in the Gospel of John said that by the cross the Son of Man must be lifted up so that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. My dear friends, this is the power and this is the might and this is the glory of the cross. This is the meaning of the symbol that you wear around your neck on a gold chain. This is the meaning of the shape you trace from your forehead to your chest and to your shoulders. Jesus Christ has won the victory. He has given grace and truth to the church and to us and salvation to all who call on his name. He stands as light in the darkness of the world and even in the midst of explosions and collapsing skyscrapers. Jesus Christ brings healing, Jesus Christ brings grace, and Jesus Christ brings peace. And that is what the cross means today, on this great feast day of the finding of the Holy Cross by Saints Constantine and Saints Helen, especially with regard to the tragic events of that very dark Tuesday. Today, we come to before the cross on this great feast of the elevation of the cross. And at the end of the liturgy, you and me and all of us together, we will come before that cross that is adorned and crowned with these flowers. You will come and you will celebrate the finding of the cross in your own heart and soul. You will reverence the cross. You will reverence it. And remember that it was the Savior who waits for you and waits for me at the end of our lives to find either heaven or hell. I challenge you to take up the cross as our Lord commanded us. Whoever should come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me, Jesus tells us. I challenge you to take up the cross in your heart. Meditate upon what it means. Allow it to restructure your priorities. Use it as standard by which you t- make your decision. Let the cross be the sign of your own lifestyle, of self-denial and of your commitment to follow Christ and Christ alone. Take up the cross and let it be, and be confident in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be sure of his peace and of his love and of his healing grace. For in this world today, there is too much attention paid to the signs of darkness. There is pain and there is hopelessness. There is grief and very often despair. There are broken relationships and broken lives. And all the while, the world points to pictures of frightening faces in the clouds of smoke. And it becomes afraid. It thinks of all the enemies that lurk in the shadows and all the conspiracies that yet have to unfold. The world is anxious and cannot by itself recognize any of the signs of light, victory, and joy. And this is where you come in and where I come in with you. Remember the picture of the steel, girder, and beam. Remember how the cross is always present, even in the midst of tragedy and darkness. Remember how the sign of the cross, if it is lifted up, will draw people to Jesus Christ. Then consider this, consider this, you yourself ought to be a sign of the cross. Your very life should stand as an image of the life that Christ gave up for the world. Wherever you walk, whomever you talk to, whatever you say, everything that you do, all this should testify to the saving love of our Savior and the divine grace that was poured out from the cross. So when our friends point to all the signs of darkness in these worrisome days to come, show them the sign of light, show them the sign of power, and give them a sign of life and hope and peace in the cross. When tall buildings come hurling down and dark faces appear in the clouds of smoke, show them the sign of the cross, the sign of the cross and Jesus Christ. A sign that will never fall and will never fail. I would like to brief, at the end of my homily, I would like to just give you a catechetical lesson. From our youth, from our youth, our mother and fathers taught us how to make the sign of the cross. We used the right hand and we put three fingers together and they clasp together tightly. Why? Because we believe in one God but three persons in the one God. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And when these two other fingers are placed in the palm of your hand, we confess in the, in the truth. Jesus is divine and Jesus is human. Human and divine. And we touch our foreheads by saying in the name of the Father. Touching our foreheads to know God. Then we touch our chest. And this is to, to love him. Our hearts are here by us to love him. And go to the right shoulder and to the left to, to understand that the strongest part of the body is really the, the, the shoulders, and the lord carried the cross on his shoulders all the way to golgotha so in the name of the father and of the son and holy spirit amen this is the symbol of the three-barred cross this is the symbol of how we make the sign of, of the cross we are known how to make it and we make it in this very beautiful way the tragedy has come to the to this to the united states through these Trade buildings, the tragedy of us losing so many lives. We have lost a church, a hundred-some-year-old Orthodox church right there, it, it, with, with, the, with the building falling down on it, and they had to demolish the, this little church. We're hoping, we're hoping that the rest of the city of New York, and the, and especially the political people, that they are going to allow us to rebuild that, that church that had, st- had stood there when our parents, our relatives came off of the boat on Ellis Island, and the first thing besides seeing the Statue of Liberty, they saw that church, and many of them, if they were alive today, would tell you, I saw that little church and I gave my candle. That's faith being professed with the flag of America flying with them. Remember the cross, and you will, you will be saved, and you will have hope, and you will be blessed, all of us. Today we honor that cross. At the end of liturgy, you come up and reverence that cross once again. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen.